when you want an opportunity to hear from people all over the sports world. There's only one voice to trust to bring those stories to you. Here now with a special guest is Dan Tortora. Here on the line with Josh Pace, Syracuse basketball alum, and still continuing his dream playing basketball overseas. Josh, how you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Doing very well, and happy to have you here on the line. And wanted thanks to. What'd you say? I said thanks for having me. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, happy to have you here on the line today, and and to catch up a little bit here. And let's start with that. What team? Let everybody know what team you're playing for right now. I know you're off in New Zealand getting ready to start your fifth season. So talk about that team and, and what we can expect from your play over there. Well, this is my fifth season going into um, going to New Zealand. I've been playing there consistently for the last five seasons, five years, back and forth. And the name of my team is the Nelson Giants. The season starts in April, and it lasts through August. So five to six months, and um, looking forward to that. And... That's what I'm doing right now, getting ready for the season and just kind of relaxing at home before I have to leave to go back to New Zealand. And just talk about, you know, home life. What When you have some time before the season starts, what do you like to do out in Georgia? Well, just, just see my family, really. See my family relax and uh, just enjoy not being focused on in season. I mean, as you know, when it comes to a season or basketball in general, there's a focus that you have to pretty much – kind of block out a lot of the other things that you would do in normal life so the things that I can do now and accomplish now while I'm home I do them because obviously when I'm gone I'm gone and you know that, that's a big part of uh you know my, my daily routine my daily life especially me being gone to a country as far as New Zealand so and when we talk about playing overseas, you know, you're not the only one from Syracuse, obviously. Back in the day, Roosevelt Bowie had his time in Italy. Eric Devendorf has played overseas in Ukraine. Also, Juanita Ward from the women's basketball team has been overseas for the last few seasons. So when you're over there, what's life like for you? I mean, is it a big culture change? Was there any shock when you first started out? Uh, I think initially when I was younger, coming out of college, there was a culture shock as being the fact that I'm in a foreign country and a lot of the things that I'm used to seeing or used to doing, I, you know, I, I didn't get to do or see anymore. But as I've gotten older, I mean, the adjustment has been easy for me. Um, you're basically looking at it as any other job. You go over, you handle your business, make sure you go over prepared to play, and you, you're on the contract, so that's what's expected. And then the country that I that I um, play in, New Zealand, they speak English there, so it's a little easier. I've been there before. I played in the country. People know me, so my adjustment was a little easier compared to maybe people going to Europe or, you know, other foreign countries. But um, it's, a, it's an adjustment. You have to be a, you have to have a, a good mind frame and be ready to sacrifice some things. So sacrifices have definitely been made, but I think in a good light, and it's been positive for me, speaking for myself. Speaking here with Josh Pace, Syracuse basketball alum, and let's go into to that that when you know that initial change to go over and play there. You definitely have to have a love for the sport to be willing to go so far to play the sport that you love, and just go into your passion for basketball. Um, I mean, it's self-explanatory. I've been doing it pretty much since I've been born. It, it was in my family, and you know, obviously, I, I must be. I've been pretty good at it, I guess I can say. 
and got me in my helped me get my education in Syracuse and also led to me, you know, contributing to a national championship in the top tier basketball school. So, um along with that, it's also led to me basically my career playing basketball so far. I've been playing ever since I've been out of college and you know, when I finish playing physically I still wanna be a part of the sport coaching. So I mean, I must say for me, speaking for myself, it's, it's basically been my life. And how has it been over there, you know, with basketball being your life and continuing to do what you love, being overseas in New Zealand, how how is the fanfare? How do fans react to the team and, and respond to the sport of basketball? Right. The crazy thing about it, um, basketball is such a worldwide uh, commodity that people in New Zealand, people in Europe, I've been to all other countries as well and played, uh, people all over respect the sport of basketball and keep up. It's very updated. So even when I first went to New Zealand, people knew who I was, who I was and that I went to Syracuse, that we won the championship. And um, that carries over. Even now, like, when I go back, people know who I am. I, I put some work in in the league now. So it, it kind of becomes your life. As in when I'm over there, I mean, I'm comfortable. It's not like being at home because, I mean, the States is, is home for me. America is home for me and always will be. But it's, it's, it's a comfort level. And, you know, without basketball, I wouldn't be able to do some of the things I've done. So speaking for myself, i got to say that, you know, I like what I do. And I've accomplished some things, and I've been put in a good place. And as far as, you know, as you grow in your game, are there any things that you've had to adjust to or change with playing the game overseas? Well, I, I can say that since I've been playing overseas, I've definitely, well, since I've been in college, I know you, you know you get older, you get better because you're working at it, but I've actually gotten a lot better. I've gotten smarter. And probably last year I had my best season in um professionally overseas and you know I'm, I'm being reward, rewarded for that uh, got another contract going back so you know things are going good I can't complain and you know looking at that contract and the fact that you're going back this season how, how have your contracts run has it been every year you're looking to see if, if they're going to bring you back do you have a few years on the contract because I know with with some players like like a Josh Childress, he had a three-year contract but could leave at any time. How how does your contract run? Is it on a yearly basis or is it more than that? Early on, I was on a yearly basis, but as I've gotten older and like, like I said, the country that I've decided to, to uh, have my career in, New Zealand. I mean, I got a lot of control over where I play and how many years I want to be there if I want to come back next year. So I think that that's all by chance. Uh, depending on the country you play in, the type of player you are, the type of person you are, all that dictates whether you'll be back in that country again. And looking at that country, speaking here with Josh Pace, Syracuse basketball alum, let's talk, I mean, you said, you know, obviously English is spoken there, so that makes things a little bit easier for you. Is the food any different, or, you know, is there anything about that atmosphere that, that you can describe? Like you said, there's some things you can do in the States that you can't do overseas, What's different in New Zealand? Uh, other than just the culture in general, I think the difference is it's, it's pretty. It's, it's not. It's not that uh, that much of a difference. Um, New Zealand is a smaller country. Uh, they get things maybe a month after America. So let's say this movie. Let's say a movie came out here. Um, 
one of the latest movies, one of the better movies. It would come out maybe two or three weeks after it came out in America. Or let's say, you know, something happened, a TV show or just anything. It's, they're, they're a couple weeks behind. But every pretty much every English-speaking country follows America. Um, and New Zealand is no exception. So America is, is the the country that everyone looks to, and New Zealand does the same thing. Is there any television show or, or something that you can't miss, even when you're over in New Zealand playing the sport, that you're hoping to get on the television when you have the opportunity? Yeah, I try to keep up with the, uh, at, at the moment, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, I try to keep up with the Spartacus series on Stars. Uh, kind of gory, but, you know, I like I like movies like that or shows like that. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm keeping up with now, and when I'm in New Zealand, I'll be keeping up with it as well. Well, you know, it's it's interesting how things, you know, even though they change, can stay the same for you. As as far as as far as the food that you go out and have, I mean, everybody knows there's a McDonald's in every nook and cranny of this entire planet, right. probably outside of the planet. Right. But but is there any any right. uh, food place that that you like to go to in New Zealand that maybe is a little bit different? Um, the thing about New Zealand, I think compared to America, they probably eat a little bit more healthier than we do, being that they don't add as much seasoning to their foods and there's more I think they have more vegetables in their diet than we do um, they do have fast foods they do have like most restaurants that we have there but I think that the country overall is it's a better they're a better eating country than we are a lot of countries can say that actually <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's definitely something that you know you say a lot of people look to America, and I think America can uh, can do some justice for themselves looking outward in that respect. And, right. and and looking back a little bit here in your history, I have to ask you this before we go back and talk about Syracuse: Has your signature left-handed floater stayed with you? It, it definitely has, and um, that was a natural that was a natural shot for me, and. I've added a lot of things to my game, but that definitely hasn't that hasn't left my game. That's still a big part of my game today. And what have you, you know, added the most that you've had the most success with in your game? What what elements have you added that you're truly proud of moving forward in your career? Well, professionally, I mean, it's a little different in college, being that college is college, and a lot of the things you're not good at, you can hide, and maybe you don't have to you don't have to show. But professionally, when it comes to, I mean, getting paid for what you do, you're going to have to, like, get better at pretty much everything. And I, I've, I've improved on everything, I think. But mainly, offensively, I score, I'm a better scorer. I think I've always been an okay, good defender. I've gotten better on defense. And I had to expand my range a little bit to be able to, you know, get to where I am now. And I'm, it took a lot of hard work, but I've accomplished it. Still getting better. Still getting better offensively, defensively. But um, every day is a... Is a chance to get better and learn things on the basketball court, which I've done and I will continue to do. And what did Coach Beheim help you with? I mean, obviously, you hit. You were part of the most successful season that Syracuse has ever had in winning a national championship in the NCAA tournament right. back in 2003. But what can you attribute to Coach Beheim himself in that something that he's done that he's helped you with, you know, person to person? I can contribute a few things from Coach Beheim when I was in college. For one, patience maybe, because I always felt like I should have been on the court and maybe – and I, I always felt like I could contribute regardless of what 
I was a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, but I learned patience. I learned to be a team player, and I learned to give the team, you know, what they needed instead of everything you can do. And that kind of showed the year we won the championship, not just from me, but from all of our players on that team, you know. We did what we had to do to win the championship and to contribute to that factor. And, I mean, if you look back on that team, you could see that we had Carmelo, we had Jerry, we had Hakeem, but everybody contributed to that, you know, championship. And without any of those pieces, I mean, we, we can't say fact that, you know, the championship wouldn't have been accomplished being, as you know, how hard it is to get to the championship game. But he had to win the championship, so. And when you look back on that and you hear Jerry McNamara's name a lot and you hear Carmelo Anthony and, and if you do hear three, Hakeem Warwick, has it ever bothered you that you, that yourself, a Craig Forth, a Queth Dwayne, aren't spoken of as much when it comes to that championship? Not at all, because if you're a real basketball pioneer and if you're a real Cuse fan, then you know, I mean, you, you already understand and you know how that works. Um of course, if today if you hear championship cues, you think Carmelo. But uh, if you like, I said, if you're a real cues fan, and if you're a real basketball pioneer, if you understand the logics to college basketball, and there's only one team can win a championship, then you know. And just bring me back to that first moment before the championship even came, when you're in Georgia and Syracuse decides you know what, we want Josh Pace on this team. Bring me into that recruiting and what those moments were like when you made that decision to come to Syracuse. Um, those were those were some good moments for me. Um, I had the option to go to a lot of different schools and a lot of different places in the country. To this day, I don't know specifically, specifically why I chose Syracuse, but I think it was a great decision for me and my family, um, being that I'm from the South. Syracuse is in the north. Everybody knows, you know, that that was a weird decision, I guess, when somebody's in the south, even though those decisions are made. But I based it off of doing something different, being in a different place growing up. You know, I wanted to basically become a man and not go to a school that I would have been associated with, with going to, like maybe a Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, Florida, Florida State. You know, I wanted to go think outside the box a little bit, and I think it paid out, paid dividends for me. And when you look back on that decision that you made and the team that you've connected yourself to, how much do you stay connected, speaking here with Josh Pace, Syracuse basketball alum, how much do you stay connected to your former teammates? Well, we're, I mean, as we, as we get older, it's kind of hard to be in contact with each other as much as we have been right out of college, but I stay in contact with pretty much everybody. Um, I just actually kind of had a text conversation with Coach Hopkins about coming up in February to one of the games uh, a couple of days ago, actually. But we all are still close. I mean, as close as you can be, being that we all have gone different ways in our lives. Um, so it's, it's, it's been a it's, it's, it's been a good a good ten years since the championship, and I think like for the most part that team stays as close as possible, I mean, in that situation. And when you look back on that team and, and as close as you've all stayed, who who is the teammate out of everyone that you really 
you know, linked up with the most, you know, we're closest to. Who is who's that teammate that if I ask you the first person that comes to mind from that championship team and from your time at Syracuse, who would that be? Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, I talk to them pretty much every few days, either text, via text, or maybe social network. That's Hakeem Ward. We pretty much grew up together at, at the school that we came at the same time. Uh, we roomed together the whole time, so you know, that's been my friend from then on, and he'll, he'll continue to be one of my better friends. And when you see Hakeem and the fact that you know, he's been moved around a little bit, including recently, you know, right. st- still playing his dream in the NBA. I mean, ha- how how has that conversation gone when, you know, he's he's calling you up or texting you and saying, you know, Josh, guess what, I'm I'm on the road and I'm moving again. Well, he, Hakeem's a, he's, he's older now, and he's still a great player, as you can see, because he's still in the league and he's still being productive at what he does. Um, but he's mature. That's the NBA life. And, you know, he's handled it as professionally as he as he can. He goes out every day, night and he plays. I actually got a chance to see him play in Atlanta when he was on New Orleans. Now he's on the Bobcats. But uh, I'm going to check him out probably probably this next month as well. Um, but he's handling that situation professionally. And I can guarantee you there's a million people that would love to be in his shoes right now. <laughs> And I, I could definitely agree with you that if if the biggest problem a person had was getting paid millions of dollars in the NBA and having to move every few years, I don't think that they would have too much of a problem with that. Right, right. <laughs> now, going back to the team here, how how much do you stay involved in watching you know Syracuse's team right now and, and what Bayheim and the Orange are currently doing for this season? I'm definitely keeping up. Um, and, I, and I've always have since I've been out of college. I mean, as you know, Syracuse Nation is a it's a different type of it's a different type of nation. It's one of the top tier programs, basketball programs in the league in the world, and it always has been. I mean, we have fans all over the world. I can vouch for that. Um, so I definitely still keep up, and you know, hopefully they can make a run at it this year. They look like a pretty good team, and they're still getting better. They're learning each other. They're still playing together. I see we lost a couple pieces. Well, we lost a piece a few years, a few weeks ago in Summerlin. But, um, you know, Coach is real good at picking up pieces and getting things together when there's a little adversity. So we'll see what happens. And, you know, when you hear about that, when when you hear about Fab Mello going out last season, you know, being suspended, and now James Sutherland's out for an indefinite amount of time, you know, does does that affect you at all? Does that, you know, being an alum – does that bother you that, that Syracuse is is having these problems that, that some other schools have had where players have had to be suspended? Well, it's a, unfortunately, it's a part of the game that, you know, it happens. And the thing about it, what determines, you know, the, the, that team for that year, if it, if it happens to them or what determines that season is the adjustments that you make. And like I was saying a minute ago, Coach Bayham is one of the better coaches at making adjustments in college that, that you'll ever see. So things happen. You can't do anything about them. You just got to try to get through it and keep moving. And, and Syracuse has been one of those programs that can do that. Speaking here with Josh Pace, Syracuse basketball alum, the 2-3 zone. Some people say, you know, Bayheim should get off of it for a moment, change it up, go to man-to-man, do a full-court right. press every once in a while. When you are on that team and you're physically day in and day out playing the 2-3 zone, what can you say about it 
in the fact that, you know, Bayheim has has gotten to 900-plus wins, but some may argue that it would be a lot more than that. And he's been very, very specific that it's the 2-3 zone or bust. And, and how do you respond to that, having played it? Well, me knowing what I know about Coach Bayheim, he's going to speak to his guns. That's what got him to where he is now. So, it's, I mean, if everybody was a coach, then we would have a lot more teams and a lot more coaches in the in the NCAA, you know. Um He's one of the rare coaches that has 900-plus wins, so I don't see it's only a few people that can really say anything to him about, well, say anything that has meaning about his, you know, his system or what he does. I know when I was there, the thing about this zone, people think it's maybe like a back out or it's saying that you can't play man-to-man defense, but when we practice the zone there, and even now I'm sure they do the same thing, we practice harder in the zone than we do in the man-to-man because the principles are different. Man-to-man, you just stop your man, help side defense. Whereas in the zone, you got to play more together. you got to work more together. So it's not as easy as it looks. And when they see it on TV, it might look easy, but it's harder than what it looks like. And Syracuse fans know that. Pretty much everybody knows that. So I don't know what's the, what's the argument against the zone to the man-to-man. I mean, that's what Syracuse is known for. That's how we won. That's how we win. And, you know, that's just what that is. When you look at three-point scoring and, and, you know, that being something that, you know, I played basketball throughout my life as well, and and knowing that the 2-3 zone isn't isn't really there to prevent teams that shoot well from the outside, when you were on the team, what did you guys have to do to adjust to that? Because those guards seem to be the most active people in the entire 2-3 zone because of the fact that when you're playing up against your teams like your Villanovas that can turn on and Providence who turned on this season in South Florida and the teams that start shooting well from long range, it seems like this defense not set up to really handle that, that the guards up top are really having to move around. There's a lot of work in the zone. I mean, like I said, it's not your, first and foremost, it's not your normal 2-3 zone that any other team play. We have our own, we have our own principles for it. Um, the teams that you just mentioned, Providence, uh, Villanova, I mean, we've been playing these types, these teams for years in the Big East, so it's not like they're not used to playing against our zone. I mean, you're going to have nights and games to where you play teams with good three-point shooters, they're going to get hot, just make shots. We see that in college and we see that in the NBA. So that's another reason why you stick to what you do. I mean, you're not going to stop everybody. That's why we're such a dangerous team in the tournament because we see teams that we don't see every day in the Big East. The zone, that's why it's more dangerous, I think, in a tournament than it is in the regular season. These teams see us every year, and as we all know, Coach Beheim plays the zone. It's not going to change while he's there. So I think that's why a lot of people like to say, you know, three-point shooting beats the zone. And like you just said, teams that you just named are teams that we play every year. So, of course... You know, some teams going to come out hot and shoot better against the zone than, you know, other teams down the road or in the, in the tournament. Playing in the Big East, and obviously that will change for Syracuse coming up next season, but out of every team that you faced while wearing a Syracuse uniform, who is the team that you liked the least, I'll say? Who's that one team that when you went up against them, you definitely had to beat that team? I have to name a couple of teams. Of the Big East, um, for one, UConn, Pittsburgh. Well, when I was there, 
UConn, Pittsburgh, Georgetown, always Georgetown. Whenever we play Georgetown, we got to beat them. Um, the Big East was just so strong, and it was so strong. Like any of those teams can can go up as the teams that we had to beat. You know, so I can't. I just can't just pick one team. And when you look at the ACC move and the fact that Syracuse is is leaving what you know to be the Big East and maybe the Big East, you know, forever if this league can't get things going in the right direction. If you were on this team playing in the ACC, who would you want to play the most right now? Same, same. Um, I got to give you the same answer. The ACC is one of the stronger basketball leagues as well, just like the Big East was. I mean. As you can see, we have five, four, five, six teams go to the tournament every year. The recently, the last what four or five years. So same with in ACC. I mean, you have Duke, of course. You know, that's going to be a good rivalry once that gets going. North Carolina, that's going to be a good good rivalry. But you can even say Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, like those are all good rivalries. Especially being the fact that Syracuse is going to be playing those teams. Um, it's going to be interesting basketball, and everybody's going to be watching. So we'll see. And the last thing I want to ask you here, speaking with Josh Pace, Syracuse basketball alum, is looking at your history from when you started playing basketball when you were very young, going through Syracuse, now playing over in New Zealand, how would you define yourself as not just a player, but as a man? If I asked you to describe Josh Pace to me, what would you say? I, I would say that Syracuse helped me mature and definitely become a better man um, coming out of high school, going through four years there. I learned a lot. I met a lot of people. And Syracuse is also one of the most diverse schools in the country as well. Uh, I think they gave me my principles going, growing, growing up through college and out of college, uh, all the traveling I've done around the world. Um, I think I can contribute everything to the principles that my parents taught me that I learned in high school and in college. And even to this day, like, I'm going to a high school tomorrow to show the teams a couple principles in the computer zone because they know that I you know that I went to Syracuse that I played there and won there and they want you know they want to know a few tips you know on how to make the three zone better so I'm probably when it comes to basketball I'll be able to you know contribute a lot to the game and to whatever I do in the future based off of what I've learned in high school what I've learned in college and you know what I've learned professionally and all that comes from being around good coaches, being around good players. And my four years at school, I think, you know, I was definitely around good coaches and I was definitely around good players and I learned a lot. Well, I appreciate it. You know, it's great to have you here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora for the first time. And, and if it's okay with you, Josh, I'd love to keep up with you and keep in touch and, and get you back on the show and definitely talk to you a few times before you head overseas for your next season in New Zealand. Okay, thanks for having me.